Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the 170th week of the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. Everybody's back again this week. I'm Lucas, I have Jared, I have Bart, I have Wyatt, and I have Aiden with me. We have a couple quick news we missed before we jump into the main episode where we'll be talking about the MLB offseason and a long-awaited segment of who would Wyatt beat in a fight. (laughs) If you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you know this is a recurring segment, and we will finally be deciding some big things uh, today. But with that, uh, we're going to jump in again to the news we missed. Uh, The Kings won the second highest scoring game in NBA history over Russell Westbrook's now uh, (laughs) Los Angeles Clippers. They beat them 176 to 175 in double overtime. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Very. Just because I think they each had 150 plus points during regulation as well. Yeah, the double OT thing definitely is a caveat, but it's still crazy for sure. It is. And speaking of high scores, uh, Damian Lillard scored 71 against the Rockets uh, this past week as well. <clears throat> and he didn't need OT like Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Actually, sure, I saw man. a crazy stat that was like he, he had over 400 feet worth of shots made in this game, which no other player this season has done. <laughs> I guess he, he, he was like 13 from 20 from three or something like that. So he just had a crazy good jump shot in the game. Which yeah, we know he's capable of. I, guess. I wonder yeah. what the longest yeah. distance of all time or total across the game is. <laughs> yeah, because it's not going to be, or I don't think it would be the 100 game or wilt, right? I mean, he's yeah, yeah all he's right next to the basket. right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. I think it's kind of. Do you think it's kind of funny that like after game after like high scoring games that aren't a hundred, they like still hold up like a piece of paper that has their that's, whatever. No, I think it's dumb. Yes. I, I, yeah, yeah, no, I think that's it's funny, what, that's but what I, I it's, it's dumb. I think silly. it's really dumb. <laughs> and you know what? Because it, it's it's gotten worse and worse. Like it's more just like a random like oh hold this real quick, and it, it feels like it, they're less and less really that interested in in taking the picture. Mm-hmm. I think they should do this just after every game. Every mm-hmm. player has to 30, take a picture of the number of yeah, fifteen or whatever. <laughs> like just a normal day. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we're going to jump into our first major segment of the night. Uh, maybe the only time we'll talk about baseball for the next six months. <laughs> um, although we said that's a running joke that we talk about baseball like every like three or four weeks. But that being said. Yeah. Um, after a frantic free agency, an off-season spring training has finally been upon us this past week, and the first games have started. So all five of us are going to go through and give a big winner and a big loser from this off-season, and we'll start with our resident baseball expert, Aiden Lewis. So who is that. your winner? <laughs> I'm going with a totally unbiased answer. The expert is going with an unbiased answer of the Mets. Um, and <laughs> I think it's mainly because heading into the offseason, it looked like it could be kind of a rough one for the Mets. Three of their five starters were free agents. So Jacob deGrom, Chris Bassett, Tylen Walker, Edwin Diaz, who is their closer and probably MVP last year, was a free agent. And Brandon Nimmo, a pretty key piece of lineup, also free agent. But everything turned out just fine. Um, they 
re-signed Edwin Diaz and Nimmo. They lost all of the aforementioned starters, but they still, I think, upgraded the rotation. Um, DeGrom signed with the Rangers, and the Mets turned around and saw, and signed a like first ballot Hall of Famer, reigning AL Cy Young Award winner, Justin Verlander. <laughs> they signed Jose Quintana and then Kodai Senga, um, Kodai Senga, who is a, a, the top Japanese player on the market and has a ghost forkball pitch that he apparently invented. Oh. So we'll, we'll see what that looked like. Oh. Um, but I have no idea what that is. Yeah, exactly. Like, where'd it go? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a like Mario Super Sluggers kind of thing. The ball just disappears. Um, but anyway, they, they showed up the bullpen too by adding David Robertson, probably the best reliever on the market, and they added some depth to their lineup. Um, so the lesson here, kids, as has been the lesson with the Mets over the past two years, is that there's no problem that money cannot solve. Um, so write that down. Um, and... Moreover, I think they made smart moves. You know, the offseason was characterized by some really large contracts, and in particular, some that just felt like overpays, you know, looking at Xander Bogarts' 11-year contract. And the Mets didn't really fall into that trap. You know, they may have tried to with Carlos Correa and failed, but, you know, the DeGrom case, I think, is a good example there. The Rangers gave him $185 million for five years to a guy whose body has been kind of falling apart over the past couple of years. And so the Mets, instead of spending on him, gave a much safer two-year deal to Verlander. So I feel like they managed to keep a contending team without potentially blowing the future so they can still go after Otani next year. Um, but yeah, so they're my winner. My loser is the Orioles. Um, and I feel like what makes them such a loser here is that headed into the offseason, they felt like there was, there was some optimism around the Orioles for the first time in a while. Uh, you know, like last year, they were surprise playoff contenders. They won 83 games, their first winning season since 2016. And they have a pretty exciting young core with Adley Rutschman and, a, you know, a former, former number one pick, a bunch of highly touted guys who are probably going to get to the league this year. Um, and their general manager said in August that the team's plan was to significantly escalate the payroll. Um, so it seemed like they were going to capitalize on their momentum this offseason. And they just didn't at all. Like they... You know, to address their pitching rotation needs, they signed Kyle Gibson, who had a over five ERA last year. Um, their only real other notable signing was Adam Frazier, you know, a 2021 All Star who was pretty bad for the Mariners last year, really regressed. Uh, so, you know, a lot of teams will be losers because they were clearly trying to sign one of the big names and failed. But the Orioles it would seem said before the offseason that they would, and then just didn't even try. Like, it's, it's clear they were never seriously linked to any of the big guys. Um, and obviously not all hope is lost for them, you know, given their young core. But it seems like they were a few moves away from being a, a potential contender this year. And now it seems like, given how tough their division is, that this probably isn't going to be the year for them. I mean, I have been really rooting for the Orioles. Yep. I feel like um, they're one of the teams where it's like among the small market teams. Like, like they have some history. Hopefully, like they can get back to that one day. And I don't know. It's just been frustrating to watch. Like, okay, they have this opportunity. They say they're going to open up the payroll, and yet right, no we are in a situation where I know. I feel like they're very like happen. team. I agree. I like their mascot. I yes. like their uniforms. They have <laughs> uh-huh. a good historic park. But yeah, just, uh-huh. just not the actual. Anyone team, who is yeah. black and orange, I think that's like a good exactly. color combo that not many teams see. They got it all so. going for them except for, you know, <laughs> roster and money. Is... I don't know. Oh, yeah, their mascot is iconic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Next up, we have the real Wyatt. resident baseball fan. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest winner, Shohei Otani, who still is. It seems the reports have come out as agent has said that it looks like he's going to explore free agency. What it seems like a lot of players do in baseball is they sign their 50-year contract as soon as they possibly can. They get locked on the team. It's not very exciting. They drown there, hence Mike Trout, who has been drowning with the Angels for this entire time. And with a guy like Shohei Otani alongside him, uh, at least Shohei, even if he ends back up on the Angels, seems like he is approaching baseball free agency a lot differently than what a lot of other young stars do, which I appreciate. Uh, he'll go out. Maybe he'll go for a team. He'll actually take control of his career. He'll actually go and, and become a legendary pitcher um, with from a championship perspective. And he doesn't like, like I said, just drown with the Angels and become as irrelevant as possible because that franchise clearly does not actually want to win. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah, being on the Angels is a good way to make a lot of money and win very few games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, contracts in baseball are dumb. The three hundred million for eleven years is stupid. But so good, good for him. Yeah, but it is. But you can make you, you can he could make more if he didn't sign a long term deal. Move to Saudi Arabia. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> Live baseball. Um, loser is hoop dreams. They say that position players can't pitch as much anymore. So anybody who uh, has a dream of getting on the mound but you're like a left fielder, it is a limited, you know, time only type thing. You're If you're the winning team, you have to be up by 10 or more than the trailing team um, to be able to get a position player on the mound other than a pitcher. Otherwise, pitcher is going to have to be there almost full time. Um, apparently, it jumped from 2017. There was 32 instances of position players pitching in a game. Last season, there was 132. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, from – a football perspective, I've seen a lot of kids who it's like, you're a lineman, bud, but I know you really want to try out for quarterback. This is like the same thing. Like, <laughs> you know, the left fielder maybe really wants to get on the mound, but there's a special set of circumstances before him to get up there. So <laughs> RIP to hoop dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hoop dreams? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Jared, you're next up. I think the winner that just happened pretty recently was Manny Machado. He informed. It was like one of the one of the better. I guess I don't know if you could call it a holdout, but like one of the better, like playing his cards correctly. I guess I think he got what he wanted. He informed the Padres earlier that he was going to opt out of his contract at the end of literally the season that is upcoming that has not even started. He said, "Then of the season, I'm opting out." He turned down a hundred and five million dollar extension, and they rewarded him with an eleven year, three hundred fifty million dollar extension, which is absurd. I think he's going to be playing until he's like 41. Is that right, Aiden or Lucas? Anybody know? That sounds right. Yeah, right next to Bogarts. Right too. Yeah, two will be yeah like. it's crazy. <laughs> um, and that that kind of also segues into my loser. Um, so I guess a lot of the owners have been saying they they want more sustainable rosters and stuff like that. Apparently, back in 2020, at some point. Um, or back when he assumed control of the team or like earlier this year, I can't remember. The Padres owner was talking to reporters about sustainability. He said, people love that word. Let's find a different one. Do I believe our parade is going to be on land or on water or on both? 
They have not gotten the parade yet, but they are definitely not focused on sustainability. <laughs> what does that mean? It means he doesn't care about. It means he doesn't care about sustainability. He cares about winning, but it, he hasn't won anything yet, obviously. Yeah, but anyway, the point is is that a lot of the other owners are angry slash nervous about like the free spending organizations like the Padres and Mets, um, because they're they're saying it's creating a very big like economic and competitive disparity um but it's funny because it's not gonna it's probably not gonna happen recently like an mlbpa spokesperson said like the mlb uh said they will never agree to a salary cap so this is just gonna keep happening basically if owners want to spend the money then we'll take it um like particularly the pittsburgh pirates owner bob nutting which is kind of a funny name said uh competitive disparity revenue disparity and payroll disparity are all real challenges and it kind of to put it into perspective by the way in terms of how much teams are spending now the highest the previous highest payroll in a season was the 2015 LA Dodgers they spent 291 million dollars that year that's a lot but the Mets this year are projected to spend 370 million dollars <laughs> oh, <laughs> cool. Mets baby which is insane so we'll see i mean i feel like the Dodgers are one of the Man. only like super high spending teams recently that have actually won the world series the Padres obviously until, have not until yet. next year. Jared. Yeah, I mean we'll okay, see until next. Or the year, Mets. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no shame in buying a World Series. I, I refuse to feel shame for this. Okay. <laughs> That's what the Yankees do. So yeah, it's totally fine. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Bart. Give us your winner and loser. First of all, I just want to say I'm. That's it. I'm finished. I'm boycotting baseball for what the reasons that Jared just outlined. Uh, I used to watch it all the time, as we all know. I just yeah. can't take it. Yeah. No, but um, it's actually a good segue. If you want to talk about uh, financial disparity, just take a look at Aaron Judge and any other baseball player in MLB history. Aaron Judge is my winner <laughs> because he bet on himself and he won. Last March, the Yanks offered him an extension. It was for seven years, $214 million. He politely said, nah, let's wait it out and see what happens, right? We know what happened. We talked about this. He had arguably the best offensive season ever. He had 62 home runs. He broke the AL record for home runs. So then what was his new contract? <laughs> instead of 214 mil, it was 360 mil. Crazy. And instead of seven years, it was nine years. So more, more security anyway. So he's going to be 39 when the contract ends. It's not as bad as what you were just saying, Jared, but it's still pretty bad. Um, yeah. But the reason I was saying about financial disparities because that makes this the largest free agent contract in MLB history, which is pretty nuts. Uh, and it's like $150 million more than he would have made the other time. So I'm sure the Yanks aren't mad that they signed him, you know, in a vacuum, but they must be really salty that they couldn't get him to agree to the extension <laughs> last March. <laughs> yeah. These things happen, though. My loser, speaking of Aaron Judge, is the Giants because the Giants' yeah, offseason off just felt like one big swing and miss because, firstly... Basically, they always want to get a big fish, and they couldn't do it. Firstly, they thought they had Aaron Judge locked down. People thought he was coming home because some guy tweeted, Aaron Judge is signing with the Giants. And then five minutes later, he was like, oh, actually, I lied. The Giants haven't confirmed anything. Uh, and then Aaron Judge ended up just resigning with the Yankees. So everybody was like, what the heck? Um, and then they were like, okay, well, we couldn't get Judge. Maybe we can get Carlos Correa. Um, and then obviously we talked about this as well. The whole Korea thing with his physical and his legs being injured or whatever, um, broke that deal down. They had a press conference scheduled. They canceled it. And then he went to the Mets and then he went back to the twins. So they didn't get either of the big guys. Their biggest free agent signing this offseason I found was Mitch Hanniger, an off, an outfielder. Yeah. Um, and he's like not even a big name, but he's just their biggest buy like contract. Former Mariner, guy, baby. If that tells you anything. 
Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Giants definitely have a problem, it seems like, with signing big names in free agency in this offseason was just another of the same old for them. Yeah. And they lost Rodon, right, to the Yankees also. So the Yankees are really out to get him this year. Anyway. See, who can't the Yankees sign? I'm sick of it. Honestly. Andy Machado. They, they can sign anybody the Mets don't want to sign, okay? You know? <laughs> huh. All right, I'm last up, and my winner is uh, fans of a speedier game. For those of you unaware, we have a pitch clock now in baseball. I'm going to quote directly from the AP so I don't mess this up about all the various different rules associated to it. So apparently the pitch clock aims to speed the pace of play by eliminating downtime between pitches. Players will have 30 seconds to resume play between batters, between pitches. Uh, pitchers will have 15 seconds with nobody on base and 20 seconds if there is a base runner. The pitcher must start his delivery before the clock expires. Um, after a pitch, the clock starts again. When the batter has the ball, ba- or when the pitcher has the ball back, the catcher and the batter are in the circle around home plate, and play is otherwise ready to resume. End quote. If the pitcher doesn't follow the pitch clock, they got a cold ball. And if the batter is not alert and within the box in eight seconds, they get a called strike. This was implemented last year in the minor leagues and went apparently really well in improving the place of the game, uh, with the average game being 25 minutes shorter. Um, though it does have the potential for some wild unintended consequences if anybody has been following in the last week. So the Red Sox and Braves in a uh, spring training game were tied 6-6 in the bottom of the ninth, full count. Bases loaded, and Cal Conley of the Braves stepped to the plate a little bit late, like with outside of that eight seconds, and it called for a <laughs> strike three that ended the game. Cause, That's the most baseball thing. Because spring training games, uh, <laughs> yes, because spring training games can end in ties, so it just ended right there. Uh, That's oh, really? I didn't realize they could end in ties. That's funny. It makes sense for spring training. So, do we know if it is it like the NFL play clock where, like, if you get down to zero, they give you a little bit of leeway, or like, how is that? Have we seen? Yes, they've started the delivery. (laughs) Exactly. Has he made a baseball move? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think that's something that'll just play out across the season. They'll see how soon they get with it. Like, there's been like a few days of spring training games at this point, and that's about it. Um, but I, so I'm excited to see how it plays out. And my loser is also related to a, a rule change this off season. Uh, the losers are fans of the shift of which I would maybe count myself among them. Um, the shift was banned this off season. I've long said this is a really weird idea because you're just banning a strategy. It seems, I mean, I know the NBA used to ban zone defense and that always seemed weird to me too. Um, I don't like it. I know it's supposed to get the offensive game more going because you know you can't if somebody always you know hits it to the left you can't just load everybody up over there etc 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 but i don't know like just get better like learn to hit better if you always just pull it to the left side or the right side or something i think that like you're cutting players slack where they don't need to and so i'll count myself as a loser this offseason because there's no more shift but, i don't know the, the nfl banned Dude. sacking the quarterback and I don't know. People don't care. <laughs> Wait, you're not joking? I thought that was like a penalty joke. The quarterback has a flag. Yeah, exactly. You just get a yeah, they can just throw. Yeah. I'm telling you, the MLB just huh? needed to wait a few more years for the next generation of players to arrive oh. who would have adjusted to this. Who'd they, know how to hit the opposite would. way. 
Yeah, no, exactly. I yeah. mean, that's like you didn't really need to until until the shift. But I didn't realize the NBA outlawed the zone at some point in time. Like, how do you enforce that? How do you just be like, oh, we switched? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't... Michael Jordan never would have been the same oh, This is why Michael Jordan was so good. because he... Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a truther on that fact. I think Michael Jordan would absolutely not have been as good as he would if he had to play some defenses. I'm sure he would have been fantastic still. I'm sure it would have been We're going to get good, into like an MJ would have scored 50 in, this, in today's day and age. Or 50 <laughs> Before we move on to our next segment, a message from our sponsors. This episode of the Lunch Pail Guys podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. It's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbooks, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook today, opt-in, and place the same game parlay on an NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign with code TPPN. New customers can bet just $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code TPPN. Welcome back. Uh, we hope you enjoyed Wyatt's voice in the ad read, and we're going to do another Wyatt-focused segment uh, to finish off the show. So, a long time ago, I forget exactly when it was, Wyatt made the claim that he could, that he would fight Jose Altuve of the Houston Astros mm-hmm. with his bare hands, and that he would win. And over the time, Wyatt has challenged a number of people to fights. And today, you know, a little bit of a slow sports season at this point, so we're just going to go through <laughs> some of those people he's offered to fight, and some people who he hasn't offered to fight. And Wyatt is going to go one by one, I'll read them out, and Wyatt will... Tell us why he, we can beat them in a fight. At the end, we'll all vote as to whether we think Wyatt would actually beat that person in a fight. First up is the man who started all this, Jose Altuve. First and Wyatt, foremost, why you this is a, this is supposed to be a non-threatening segment. I don't want it, anyone to like tag or reach out to me. Like if a Jose Altuve sees this, it's literally just a joke, but it's like a funny joke for me. I'm not going to find you. Um, I'm not going to go out there and do anything. So that being said... Of course, I could beat him in a fight. Sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a prank, bro. Uh, I don't know. Like he's five <laughs> six. I think the uh, he if he was cheating in baseball, he doesn't have a, a gritty mentality. You know, assuming there's no cheap shots. <laughs> That's true. Assuming there's no cheap shots, I think I could out tough him for like a three round <laughs> boxing fight. You know, I think I could I could mentally get myself there. Okay. Should we agree? Okay. Yeah, is there a specific kind of fight this is? Or Let's say box. Are? Let's say, well, there are no rules in a street match. fight. Okay, so, okay, Therefore, okay. it's not just like we can <laughs> to the death. Yeah, anyway. yeah bar, <laughs> to the bar death, fight, but not threatened. Bar fight, Altuve like, would win. Boxing, I think Wyatt would win. Because <laughs> bar fight, you can cheat. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Well, you can't do whatever you want, but you'll face you'll face consequences. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, let's go around and let's vote. Uh, Jared, do you think Wyatt would be? Oh yeah, I think he would. Yeah. 
Okay, Bart. Yeah, at five foot six, I don't think Altuve could even reach Wyatt, so I think Wyatt <laughs> would win as well. <laughs> All right, Aiden. Yeah, no, it's it's Altuve's going down. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. And I'll make it unanimous. I think Wyatt would beat the Altuve in a boxing match. Like I said, my ID says six two, <laughs> two twenty. So actually, six and a half. <laughs> what does Altuve's ID say? Five eleven and three quarters. Uh, Altuve's also says six two. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up is somebody with a little boxing experience, but who lost this past weekend in his biggest fight, probably uh, former YouTube, I guess maybe current YouTube star too, Jake Paul. Wyatt, what do you think? My friends do call me Tommy Fury from time to time. They kind of it's a little nickname we float around. It's because I'm such a good boxer. I actually would not I would not beat him in a fight to be honest. Um I'm the type of guy that he would challenge. So if I do actually say yes, I think that I might get an email saying that I could go fight him. I would do it for the money just to kind of toss that out there. Um but I I don't think I would actually win in a fight. He he might actually be mm. like a halfway decent boxer. I agree, Wyatt. Yeah. Does anybody have any objections to Wyatt's concession? No. Not really. But if you want to be like Tommy Fury, if you want to find the secrets to beat him, you just got to go on Love Island because he was on Love Island for a season, <laughs> apparently. Which is fun facts. I watched that season. It was a good season. All right. Next up is another person who's been mentioned before on this podcast as the subject of a fight. It's <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wyatt, give us your best take on this matchup. I just don't think he's a tough guy, to be honest. I think, and it's I think it's not necessarily like a personal thing with him. I think it's an NBA thing where it's like they're all tough until somebody <laughs> tries to fight them, and then nobody's tough. And if it was like a push off where he pushes me and I push him, and then we get separated by a group of people, he might have the advantage on me. But if it was like, let's go, let's get after it, um, you know, I think I could out-tough him as well. It's the same thing with the Altuve. What thing. about the reach, though? I mean, Carl Anthony, how tall yeah. is Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah. yeah. He... <clears throat> 6'11". No I'm not worried. Two about it. <laughs> license is 7 feet, so. It might, it's okay, but I'm, but look at my He's got to go under. Look at my ID. I'm 6'10". Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think you would win that one. I think he's too big. What good is size if one one poke will have him crying, <laughs> writhing on the floor? What did Jimmy That's Butler say? As soft as baby, blank. Anyway. Jimmy Butler would yeah. Jimmy Butler would walk out with me, and then that would that would immediately put him in a mental spiral. That's part. That's half the strategy. Um, all right, Jared. No, what do you I think? think we win. Bart, what do you think? Absolutely, you win. Aiden, <laughs> I have it as no. <laughs> wow. I think I think I have it as no as well. I'm sorry, Wyatt. He's just he's seven feet tall. I know you're six yeah. eleven or whatever. But I don't know, if Wyatt can go for the legs, well, you know, I guess that's not a boxing yeah. thing. But if this is, you know, if Which we expand this to other types of fights, then you have a good you have a good shot. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kick him out. He's done. He's toppling right over. Um. All right. Next up is somebody who is off. Who was often mentioned on this podcast. It's fallen out of favor a little bit, but is, is a main character of this podcast at one point. And that is Kyle Trask, who must be facing an uphill battle given why it's eight <laughs> tall that he's listed yeah. on his driver's license. I was wondering Did I say too. I would do this? 
No, but or is we, he just we, being we, tossed out there? I was like, I don't remember how. <laughs> but you implied it, yeah. Yeah. Fan, I was. <laughs> no, yeah, it was. It we was ran out of people that you actually man. challenged to fight. So <laughs> I got too much respect. I got way too much respect for the Trask man. You know, I'm a big fan of Florida program. I'm a big fan of. Uh, I mean, I'm and I'm looking at oh, he's six five two thirty six, and he's a football player. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he's kind of got like a physical advantage on me. Plus, I don't know. I, the first three, it's like, I think I maybe I've said a thing or two before. Kyle Trask, I don't remember saying that I would ever do it, uh, which I didn't. And so I don't know. I just like I don't think my yeah. heart would be in it. You know. <laughs> That's fair. All right, the last one is somebody who you might not also have your heart in, but you know, as another main character, at least on other parts of this podcast, is Max Verstappen, uh, who is a driver for Red Bull in Formula One. Max Verstappen is five eleven, one sixty. Five eleven. Oh, okay. Yeah, five eleven, one sixty. I think I could do it. I think that that's kind of right up my alley there. That's that's the most yeah. for sure one I think on this list. Yeah. Wow. Plus, I mean, like, no offense, wow. no offense to the sport. He is the least like professional athlete out of the professional okay, athletes. Wait, actually, like it's a different wait. it's a different level of physicality, <laughs> but it's not in the strength and speed sense. I was waiting mm. for somebody to say this. But... <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, you're right, but you're also wrong. <laughs> I looked this up because I was curious, and some people say that F1 drivers are the most physically condi- like well conditioned and at- quote unquote athletic people in the world. You just quoting so, Jared right now? Who, who <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was some 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 F one coach, but because like between the fact that they have to deal with like double gravity and the fact that they're driving for hours on end and all this jazz, they like, I don't I don't think him being five eleven and one sixty actually is a is a knock against him in this case. I'm sorry, Wyatt. Well, I'm saying it's like I don't think like it's a different level of physicality, but it's more it'd be, be the same as like a track athlete who is in shape and a good athlete. But it's not necessarily. No, I think they're well conditioned, yeah. But they're not going to be like necessarily powerful. And also, the coordination doesn't always translate. Like if you've ever seen Drive to Survive, I don't remember which season it was. Daniel Ricardo trying to play basketball. There was no coordination there. It looked terrible. Not good. He can drive. He can drive a car, but he well, I mean, he used to be able to drive a car. Uh, <laughs> he can't shoot a basketball. <laughs> He's going to throw some great punches at you, Wyatt, but they're just going to be wildly <laughs> off. They're just going to be like <laughs> two feet, foot. two yeah, feet to the exactly. left. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like him, he's like, he's oh, yeah. easily set off based on what I've yeah. seen in formula one. So I feel like if he just like got under his skin a little bit, he'd just like get out of control and you can, he has tried, he's almost like tried over. to fight a driver before. Though, I feel like, so <laughs> maybe true. he has some experience. Scrappy. Yeah. I'd like to see the tape. So he worked his way up to Formula One, and just <laughs> beaten yeah. down every anyway. <laughs> Which... Yeah, I'm giving I'll this to Wyatt. I'll give that one to Wyatt. Personally. Yeah, I think Wyatt. I'll give it to Wyatt too. Yeah. Bart Bart doesn't think I'll so. Take the only one I'll do Bart, seriously is Jake sure. Paul. People Bart. So by the <laughs> by the transitive property, Max Verstappen is beating Carl Anthony Towns in a fight. <laughs> My point is everybody's beating Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> Soft as shark. Oh I'm not God. kidding about this. <laughs> he never took me up on the MMA thing, and it yeah. shows. <laughs> that, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. 
Well, hopefully you did enjoy that segment. Hopefully it it joins the Hall of Fame of uh, segments for the Lunch Pail guys. Um, and if you want to continue to have more segments that are fun like that, let us know on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at lunchpailguys underscore. You can also help us out by uh, following slash subscribing to our show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and downloading episodes. Uh, the downloads specifically really help us out. And uh, we'll see you next week for some more content. Thank you.